might know who that is, but I, I don't know. It's one of their pitchers. But release point. And, you know, in baseball, that pitcher, he's got the ball in his hand and he's getting ready to release it. And if you think about it, in a baseball game on the field, the game itself, if he didn't release that ball, the pitcher, if he, if he doesn't release it, if he just stands out there on the mound and he never releases it, the game cannot proceed. Is that correct? Is that right or not? So he's got to release the ball for the game to proceed, correct? Now, another example along these lines is I brought my bowling ball. And uh, have you all ever gone bowling? Anybody ever gone bowling besides me? And uh, now, what is the object of bowling? It's to knock the pins down, right? Is that right? Knock them all down? Now, there's, there's my bowling ball. See, there's my bowling ball. And uh, now, let's just pretend that this is a bowling alley and the pins are down there. And, and if I step up on the lane and I'm standing here and I don't have the ball in my hand, I'm just standing here and I'm looking at the pins, okay? What would you probably tell me that I needed to proceed? I need a what? I, I need, I, well, I don't have the ball. How, I mean, I first have to get the ball. Is that right? If I'm standing there and I don't have a ball, a bowling ball, and I'm looking at the pins... What are you going to tell me, Pastor Terry? You need a you need a bowling ball. Is that right? Okay. So then, I go over here and I get the ball. Now, now I have the bowling ball, don't I? I have it. All right. Now I'm going to bowl. Now then, I just stand there and stand there. Now, do I have the ball? I have it, don't I? Do I have it? Yeah. But what are you going to tell me now? I have to release it. I have to, I have to, I have to do my, you know, I have to release it. Is that right? Is that correct? And, in, and if I don't release it, nothing's going to happen, correct? So if I don't have it, I can't release it. But once I have it, I have to then release it or nothing's going to happen. Is that right? Okay, so the same thing is true with faith, Okay. Same thing's true with faith. First of all, you have to have it. But just if I have this ball up here and I'm just standing there, is it doing me any good having the ball? I have to what? I have to release. Faith is the exact same way. It's not enough just to have faith. You have to release it. If you have faith... It does you absolutely no good whatsoever unless you, what? Release it. And that's why I've titled this today, Release Point. We're going to talk about the importance of releasing your faith. There's a lot of Christians have faith, but they never receive anything from God. It's because they don't release it. Now, just by way of review... Notice Romans ten seventeen. How do you get faith? How do you get it? Well, most of you know, but let's look in the let's look in the 
the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So to get faith, you've got to hear the word of God. You've got to hear it over and over again. You understand that? That's how you get it. But there's another step. And here's the other step to getting faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But once you hear the word of God, you have to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to believe it. And until you believe the word of God, you don't have faith. See, when you hear the word of God, two things happen. You're either going to believe it, or if you don't believe it, then Satan comes immediately to what? To steal the word. Okay? So you hear the word of God, you hear it, hear it, and you make a decision to believe it. Now you have faith. Notice Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. Hebrews 11 verse 1. You can turn there in your Bible, but it'll be on the screen in the Amplified Bible. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified. says, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So when you hear the word of God, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you hear the word of God, then two things can happen. Either the devil can steal it or you can believe it. If you believe the word of God, now you have faith. Well, what is faith? It's, it's the confirmation, the title deed to the things you hope for. It's the proof of things you don't see and the conviction of their reality. What does faith do? It perceives as real fact what's not revealed to the senses. Do you understand that? As it pertains, we'll use an example of healing. You know, you hear the word of God on healing, where God wants you healed, and you believe that, now you have faith for healing. Do you understand? Now you have faith for healing, but you you may still well be sick in your body, but you believe God that you are healed. But your body's still telling you you're sick, but the word of God is telling you that you're healed. The circumstance says that you're sick, but the word of God says you're healed. So what does faith do? It perceives as real fact what's not revealed to the senses. Faith has nothing to do with what you see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. It has nothing to do with that. Do you understand that? Faith is solely based on the word of God. Do you understand that? So how do you get faith? You get faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. But once you hear the word of God, you must then what? You must believe it. And you'll see as we read some of these other scriptures, you must believe it. Real loud say, in in my heart. heart. You got to believe it in your heart. Just accepting the word of God in your head doesn't do any good. You've got to believe it in in your heart. That just means you've got to be sold out to it, not just mentally accept it, but believing in your heart means you're just totally sold out 
that the word of God is true. Okay? So you get faith. Faith comes by hearing. Then you hear the word of God. You believe it. But now here's the thing. The title of this message is Release Point. You hear the word of God. You believe it. And it still does you absolutely, positively no good at that point. And this is where most Christians miss it. And this is the reason this message today is why you don't receive from God, even though you've heard the word of God and you believe it is true. Did you know there's a lot of Christians that have heard the word of God on a certain subject, like healing, for example, and they believe it all right, but they're still just as sick as they ever were. A lot of Christians have heard the word of God on healing. They have faith to be healed and they're still just as sick as they ever were. And so many of them live their lives out having heard the word of God, believing the word of God, having faith to be healed and they die of that sickness and are buried and their spirit goes to heaven. Praise God for that. See, hearing the word of God and having faith in the word of God does you absolutely, absolutely no good whatsoever until you, until you what? Until you what? Until you do what? Release it. Do you understand that? It's like releasing the bowling ball. It doesn't, having a bowling ball doesn't do me any good. Standing there on the lane with it in my hand doesn't do me any good. It's not until I do what? Release it that something, that something's going to happen. Same thing with the pitcher on the pitcher's mound. Until he can stand there with the ball, but until he releases it, the game does not proceed. Now, you need to realize this, and if, if you're taking notes, it, it would be good to write this next scripture down and turn to it. James 2.26. James 2.26. James 2. 26, and I'll read this in the New King James Version. It says, is the body without the spirit is dead. So, you know, if your spirit, when your spirit leaves your body, your body's dead. Is that correct? The body without the spirit is dead. Now get this next part. So faith without what? Without works, and that word work, it means corresponding action. Faith without corresponding action is dead also. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Do you understand that? I'm going to go slow here because I want you to get this. You can hear, how does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You hear it, you believe the word of God, you're in faith. But if you stop right there, you have faith, but that's dead faith. Faith does not become alive and active until you what? Until you release it. Did you hear me? You have to release it. Faith without works is what? Is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Now also if you're a note taker, you might want to write this down. There's two primary ways, two main ways that faith is released. And if you've been around here any length of time, we've, we, we've gone over this with you, but we'll go through it again. Remember, repetition is the seed of learning, isn't it? You can't get something just hearing it once or twice. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Again, it's a process of hearing and hearing and hearing. Faith is released in 
one of two ways, sometimes both, both of these at the same time, through words and our actions. Through words and our actions. Faith is released in two ways, through words and our actions. Now you need to understand that. And don't ever forget that. You know, you hear the word of God, hearing and hearing the word of God, then you believe the word of God, you believe it in your heart. Now you've got faith, but now you have to release that faith. How do you do it? Through words. Real loud say this. Say through words and or actions. That's how faith is released. Now, notice if you would, some scripture for this. 2 Corinthians 4.13. All of these here will be in the New King James Version. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Let's turn there. Notice this. And since we have the same spirit of faith, so this is talking about faith, according to what is written, I believed, so this is talking about a person who heard the word of God and believed it, they've got faith, but then notice what they did, I believed and therefore I, what? Spoke. They released their faith. And then it goes on to say, we also believe and therefore speak. That's just a scripture to show you that one of the ways you release your faith is through speaking. Notice Mark eleven twenty two. Let's turn there. Mark eleven twenty two. And Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. One translation says, have the faith of God, or have, you could say, have the God kind of faith. Then notice verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever, what's the next word? Says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Now, believing by what we just read does not doubt in his heart, but believes. So if it's not doubting in your heart, it would be believing where? In your heart. That word believes there is equated with faith. Faith and believing is the exact same thing. Faith and believing is the exact same thing. Believing in your heart. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says now do you notice in this passage here in verse 23 as Jesus is teaching here he mentions the word believe once and saying three times so our speaking is important It's one of the ways you release your faith. Let's read it again. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, notice we're not talking to God about the mountain here. We're talking to the mountain. We're speaking directly to it. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes, implication, believes in his heart that those things he 
says will be done, he will have whatever he says. What's one of the ways you release your faith? Through speaking. Now, uh, the Bible says, you could be turning to Romans 10 verse 9 if you would. Romans 10 verse 9. The Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith. Is that right? We're saved by grace through faith. Is that correct? Now notice here, Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, is that speaking? Yeah. The Lord Jesus and believe where? In your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, this right here is a very good verse. And they're all good verses, but this is a very good verse to show what what I'm getting after here. See, when you hear the gospel message, the good news, Jesus died on the cross and and he shed his blood for you, died on the cross, was buried, third day rose from the dead. You hear the gospel message. Now, once you hear that, you know, before you got saved, once you're, you're a sinner, you hear that and you believe that. You believe that in your heart. This verse here is clear that you have to also then what? Confess with your mouth. Now you must understand that there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to save yourself. There's nothing you can do in and of yourself to help God out in your salvation. It's a total free gift apart from all works. Do you understand that? How many of you understand that? You understand? All right, and and so that's clear. But to tap into the saving power of Almighty God through the Lord Jesus Christ, once you hear the word of God concerning the gospel, you must believe it where? In your heart. But then to release that faith and to tap into the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ, you must also then what? Confess with your mouth. Do you understand that? And then the Bible says you'll be saved. Now, very powerful verse of scripture to read right after this is John the 12th chapter and the 42nd verse. John the 12th chapter and the 42nd verse. It just drives home now what we've been teaching you. Nevertheless, do you have John 12, 42? Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed. You see that word believed? That's equated with faith, isn't it? So Jesus, there's talking about Jesus here. And among the rulers, many believed in him. They heard Jesus speaking. They heard Jesus himself speaking. They, they, they saw him, they heard him, and they believed in him. Do you see that? They had faith in him, didn't they? But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. 
lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. But back to verse 42, they did not confess him. According to Romans 10 and 9, did these people get saved? No. They didn't, did they? Because they refused to what? Confess him. They refused to release that faith. They heard him. They heard the word. They believed. It says right there, they believed in him. They believed. But they did not release that faith with their words. They would not confess him. And according to Romans 10 and 9, they didn't get saved, did they? Jesus also said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. Is that right? But the point of this message is, is faith must be released. And one of the ways you release it is with your words. Now, notice if you would, Mark the 10th chapter and the 46th verse. Mark the 10th chapter and the 46th verse gives us another illustration of this. Mark 10, 46. Now they came to Jericho, Jesus and his his, his company. They came to Jericho and, and it says, as he went out of Jericho, as Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude blind Bartimaeus, the son Timaeus sat by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, so did, this, did, did Bartimaeus, now remember he's blind, did he hear that it was Jesus of Nazareth? Did he hear that? Now is, isn't Jesus the word made flesh? Yeah, so he heard Bartimaeus is hearing about the word, isn't he? Isn't he hearing about the word? He's hearing about the word and, and you'll see in a minute he had faith. So he's believing at that point. He's believing at that point. He hears that it was Jesus of Nazareth and he began, what did he begin to do? He began to what? He began to what? He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Is he saying something? Is he really, he's releasing his faith, isn't he? He's releasing that faith. He's crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many, not just a few, but many wanted to quiet him. Many wanted to quiet him. I tell you what, there's many people, I'm talking about Christian people. When you see, the, the devil has no problem with you hearing the word of God and, and even believing it. Now he'll fight you and try to steal it from you and all of that, but even believing it, but where you really make the devil nervous and you make religious people nervous is when you begin to release your faith because it's when you release your faith that things begin to happen. When you release your faith, you begin to receive from God. And when you begin to cry out, when you begin to declare the word, when you begin to speak your faith, that's when the devil and, and, and religious people and just about everybody else will come in and they'll read you your rights and they'll tell you that you have the right to remain silent. Well, certainly in our legal system, you do have the right to remain silent. But it went, when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to, to the subject of faith, do not exercise your right to remain silent. Don't exercise that, but rather cry out all the more, just like Bartimaeus did. See, many wanted, not just a few, many wanted to quiet him. 
you have the right to remain silent, Bartimaeus. But no, 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 no. No, he's going to release his faith. And what does the Bible say? He cried out. Say this. Say, he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. What is he doing? He is releasing his faith. I know he's glad he didn't rec- <laughs> he didn't exercise his right to remain silent. He cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. For the sake of time, go down to verse 52 and you'll see what happened. Well, of course, he got his sight back and all that, but Jesus said to him, go your way. You're what? You're what? Your faith has made you well and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Amen. Was it his faith that did it? Yep. His faith tapped into the power of God. He heard of Jesus. He believed about Jesus himself said he had faith. But if he hadn't have cried out, see, what was he doing when he was crying out? He was what? He was releasing his faith. And then many came and said, Bartimaeus, you have the right to remain silent. Is that right? But he didn't exercise that right. What did the Bible say? He cried out all the more. Is that right? And he tapped into the power of God. So many Christians won't cry out in the first place. They won't speak the word in the first place. They won't declare the word in the first place. And if they do begin to declare the word, if they do begin to cry out, then you'll have the devil and just about everybody and their brother come along and read you your rights and tell you you have the right to remain silent. But when it comes to the word of God and faith, do not exercise your right to remain silent. Cry out all the more. You remember Paul and Silas were in prison? Remember they were put in prison and the midnight hour came? How many of you remember Paul and Silas were, see this story of Bartimaeus makes me think of Paul and Silas. They were in prison. They were in prison at midnight hour. And how many of you know, you read the book of Acts and see they were, they were shackled and bound. Is that right? But you know what? The devil made one mistake because see, they got put in jail for doing something good. They got put in jail because they got this girl who was demon possessed. They got her freed of the devil. Isn't it wonderful that they got her freed of the devil? Isn't that wonderful? But I tell you what, when you do good things and help people and, and operate in the power of God, it'll upset a lot of folks. And, and, and in, in the case of uh, Paul and Silas, they wound up in prison. And, and, and the prisoner, the, 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 they're in prison and the jailers, you know, shackled their, their, their feet. And there's Paul and Silas. They're in the prison in the midnight hour. They're shackled. They're in chains. But you know what? The devil made a mistake. And you know what the mistake was that he made? Is that uh, he didn't take Paul and Silas's mouth shut. I mean, they, they were shackled and their, and their feet were in chains, but, but the devil forgot, made a mistake to tape their mouth shut. And what happened in the midnight hour? Tell me what happened in the midnight hour. They sang hymns and praises to God. Is that right? Is that correct? They sang hymns and praises to God and the power of God moved in on that prison and began to shake the place and they were released of their shackles and their bonds. Glory to God. That's exciting, isn't it? Praise God. 
You may be here today and you may be shackled and bound in some way, but if you, if you can speak, if you can declare the word, your mouth isn't taped shut, you can declare the word of God and be set free. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Now we'll give you another verse of scripture that'll drive this point home even further yet. Acts the 14th chapter and the 8th verse. Acts the 14th chapter and the 8th verse. I'm really teaching you today how to receive from God. Very simple message on how to receive from God. Notice this, Acts 14 verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man, what's that next word? Heard. He heard something, didn't he? He heard Paul speaking. Well, what was Paul speaking? Well, Paul was teaching the word of God, wasn't he? I mean, I mean, we can conclude that. He was teaching the word of God everywhere he went. He taught the word of God. And he heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he, that this man, this crippled man, had faith to be healed, didn't he? Did he have faith to be healed? But is he just as crippled as he ever was? He's just as crippled as he ever was. Now you need to really, we're going to camp on this just a second. You need to get a hold of this. Did this man hear the word of God? This crippled man, did he hear the word of God? Yeah. Did he have faith to be healed? Yeah. And is he just as crippled as he ever was? Remember when we started the message, I told you that there's Christians that, that are sick in their body. They've heard the word of God on healing. They thoroughly accept it. They believe it in their heart that, 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 that the power of God is available for them, for them to, be, to be healed. But they, they, they're just as, they stay just as sick as they ever were. Some of them live out their whole lives with that sickness and die with that sickness and go to heaven. Beats going to hell, isn't it? Why, why do they stay bound with the sickness? Because they've never learned that you got for faith to do you any good, it must be what? It must be released. Do you see that? Do you see verse 9? He had faith to be healed, didn't he? Did he hear the word of God? Did he believe it? Yeah, we know he believed. The Bible says he has faith to be healed. But at the time that he has faith to be healed, is he still just as crippled as he ever was? But then Paul did something. Paul said with a what? With a what? I wonder why Paul used a loud voice. Sometimes you just have to help folks release their faith. See, Paul saw that the man had faith, but he realized that this man needed to release that faith. And so Paul said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And when he said that, what happened to the man? He did what? He, he leaped and he walked. See, it's, it's, you got to hear the word of God. That's where the process starts. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But then once you've heard that word, then you have to believe it. You, you believe it in your heart. Now you got faith. But now that faith has to be what? It has to be Released and it's released through words and or actions. In this case, it, you know, uh, this had to do. This man needed to take action. He needed to do something he couldn't do before. He needed to do, do something he, he'd never. Think about it. He'd never had walked a day in his life, had he? 
He was crippled from his mother's womb. And he had faith to be healed, but he's still just sitting there. And so Paul, realizing that, hey, we've got to get this man to release his faith, says with a, I, I'm convinced that's why the Bible says with a loud voice, he's getting this man to release his faith. And he says, stand up on your feet. Well, that make a lot of religious people nervous right there. Stand up. And what did the Bible say? He did what? He what? He what? He what? He what did he do? He leaped and he what? And he walked. Glory to God. Amen. Can we go to the next verse? Did you you seen that, didn't you? He said, what did Paul do? With a with a quiet voice or a loud voice? He said, stand up straight on your feet. And what did he do? He leaped and he what? He leaped and he what? He, why is that? Because he released his faith. Now let's close. Let's close in Mark the fifth chapter. Mark the fifth chapter, verse 25, we'll close. This story here puts, puts the whole thing together. It's a good story to close with. You need to realize these things really happen. These are not just fables. These are not like Esau's fables. You understand that? These, these stories really happen. There was really a man named Bartimaeus. There was really a crippled man. Paul and Silas really were in prison. All these things happened just the way the Bible said they did. There was really a woman who had a flow of blood. This is Mark 5, 25. A certain woman had a flow or an issue of blood for 12 years. Evidently, she was, it was menstrual bleeding, evidently. Can you imagine for 12 years? It's a long time to bleed, isn't it? And her life was so inconvenienced by that. Kind of think about, you know, a lot of times we read these stories, we just go through them so quick. Just think about it. Every time this woman sat down, just in, in a few moments of time, she's sitting in a puddle of blood. Every time she lays down in the bed, it's not long until the, the bed is soaked with blood. Think about that sometimes how inconvenient it is. And it's illegal for her to go out in public. She has an issue of blood. We're gonna see in a moment, she's gonna take some desperate action, but desperate people a lot of times do desperate things, don't they? In verse 26, she suffered many things from many physicians and spent all that she had was no better, but rather grew worse. I believe in good hospitals, good doctors, good medicines. We should take advantage of them. I believe that God has provided them for us. I still believe we ought to have more faith in God than we do in the doctor. But she'd been to the doctor. They couldn't help her. But when, verse 27, she heard about Jesus. So she's hearing something, isn't she? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She heard about Jesus But see, a lot of times folks just like to sit and hear messages. They like to sit and hear a good message, sit and hear a good message, sit and hear a good message. Well, the devil wants you sitting here in a good message if that's all you're gonna do. Did you hear me? But it's when you take that message and believe it and then start to say something, then start to do something, that's when the devil gets nervous. 
That's when things begin to happen, you see. And she heard about Jesus, but she didn't stop there. She could have stayed at home bleeding, but, but she, she didn't notice. Sit real loud, say, she came. So there's some action there, isn't there? She came behind him in the crowd and what? Real loud, say, she touched. Is that doing something? Yeah, so, so she heard, but she didn't stop there. She, she heard about Jesus. He's gonna talk about her faith in a moment. She believed, there's no question she believed, but then she's releasing her faith now. She came and she touched. Notice verse 28. For she what? She what? She, she, she said something too, didn't she? What did she say? She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made well. So she heard about Jesus. She believed that he could help her. She believed in the healing power of God. But if she stops there, she keeps bleeding for the rest of her life. But she didn't stop with just the believing. She released that faith through words, through actions. She said, if I can touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And she came and she touched. In verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, see something's happening now. See, did you notice nothing happened while she was hearing and believing? Did you notice that? Nothing was happening while she was hearing and believing. It wasn't until she started saying and doing that something happened. It wasn't until she started saying and doing that she tapped into the healing power of the Lord Jesus. Notice this right here, verse 29 again. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body she was healed of the affliction and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power, realize say power. Yeah, power. That, see that we get, the, we get our word dynamite. In the Greek it's dunamis. We get our word dynamite. Dynamite power flowed out of him. She tapped into that dynamite power how did she do it? By hearing the word of God, by believing it and then releasing it. You see what I'm saying? And she released it with her words and with her actions and she tapped into that power. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. See that power went out of him and into her and immediately dried that blood up, that flow of blood. Glory to God, that's exciting. But it would have never happened if she'd have just heard and believed. She had to then release it through saying and doing. If you've ever seen me bowl, Bill Hams, he's, in, he's seen me bowl. He knows that when that ball of mine, when it hits that one three pocket, that those pins are merciless. No, I don't leave a split. And the pins just, just, just explode back in. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit on me. But I've bowled with people that, man, when that ball, I mean, Dick Weber and, and Mark Roth and those people, you know, those people, those professional bowl like Mark Roth. I mean, he, when he went up to that line with that bowling ball, it was like a herd of buffalo going up there, man. Just, just man, a powerful man. And he'd put that ball down there and that thing and just start spinning, you know. And then that thing hit that, that one three pocket and just blasted those pins into the pit. How many has ever seen Mark Roth bowl? Uh, I can't help you. God. Ever seen Earl of Pearl Anthony? Now, Earl wasn't as powerful, but something happened. I don't know, when, when that ball got about halfway down, something happened to it. And that, when that thing hit the, didn't look like much was happening. When that thing hit the one, two pocket, man, those pins just went crash into the, into the pit. 
How many of you like a good strike? Yeah, yeah glory to God. Amen. But it's not going to happen. Is it going to happen if you stand there without the ball? No, you got to get the what? You got to get the ball. Is that right? But is it going to happen if you just stand there looking real pretty? No, what do you got to do? Yeah, go up and do what? Release the thing. Glory to God. And that woman heard of Jesus and she came in the crowd behind. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And she came and she touched. And the moment she touched, see, there was a lot of people out there that day. A lot of people touching Jesus. The only one that we have record of that touched him in faith because when, when, when one of the disciples, Jesus said, who touched me? One of the disciples said, what do you mean who touched you? There's a lot of people around here. A lot of people touch you. But there's only one that touched him releasing their faith. Get on the other side of this message and touching Jesus, touching Jesus won't do you any good unless you touch him in faith. The Bible says he's easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. You go up to Jesus whining and moaning and, oh, poor old me. See, you can touch him, but you're not going to receive anything from him because you're not touching him in faith. But, oh, if you'll hear the word of God and you believe it in your heart and then you'll confess it with your mouth, you'll act upon it and you'll touch him like that woman with the issue of blood and you release your faith and you touch him in faith, the power of God will flow out of him and into you and cause to have happen whatever it is that you need to have happen in your life. In verse 34, notice he says to her, daughter, you're what? Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. See, it was her faith. She heard of Jesus. She believed. She had faith. But then she released that faith through words, through actions. And she touched him in faith and the power of God. She released her faith and the power of God flowed out of him into her and she was healed. Did you get anything out of this today? Stand with me if you would. Praise God. I'm glad I came. Even got a little bowling. (laughs) Makes me want to go out and beat Bill Ham on the bowling alley. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Heads bowed, eyes closed. As we close up the service. If you're here today and You've heard about Jesus. Maybe you've heard about him many times. You've heard that he died on the cross, was buried, raised from the dead, third day. Maybe you've heard that many times. And maybe you you believe that. But yet all these years or days or months or whatever it's been, there's been real no change in your heart. Well, maybe you've never released your faith. Confess him as your Lord. There's not no action you can take to receive Jesus, but you have to 